Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of The Inside Scoop, the podcast where I give you an inside look into some of the most interesting people I come across. I'm your host, Christina, and today we are joined by one of my favorite people to converse with ever, Sarah So, who also happens to be my roommate. Sarah is naturally very curious about the world and very introspective, which is why I love talking to her. But above all, she's a really great listener and always listens with an open mind, so it's really easy to have an open and honest conversation with her. So before you get started, if you're listening to this on Spotify, please give the show a five star. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up button, the subscribe button, and the notification bell so you know when the next episode drops. And before we get started, I just want to say apologies for the audio quality here. We had some technical difficulties, and by that, I mean I had the great idea to film this outdoors, which if you can't tell by my sarcasm, was not a great idea. I tried my best to edit it, but it is what it is. Hopefully the next one will be better. But yeah, with that being said, let's get started. Welcome, Sarah. Hello. <laughs> Yay. Okay, thank you so much for being on my podcast and being the second guest ever. Um, how does it feel? I'm very honored, although I would have, I would feel even more honored about the first. Sorry. <laughs> I was too nervous for the first, okay? Okay. So, I like to start every podcast off with some trivia questions. Okay. So, I prepared some questions for you. Okay. Um, seeing as you're from Singapore mm-hmm. and you just moved here, there are going to be some questions about Singapore and some questions about New York. Okay. And then a couple questions about music because I know you love music. Okay. Okay. So, the first question. What is the national fruit of Singapore? Chicken rice? Fruit. 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 Durian. Yeah. <laughs> you like durian? I, I'm okay. I, I don't really like to eat the actual durian itself, but I like durian-flavored things. Oh, interesting. Is it because of yeah. texture? Yeah, like, and I used to know sweet all the time. Like, oh, because it's super yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Say, so, I like, I don't mind the flavor. I just don't like the texture. It's just like so mushy. Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you got the first one right. Okay. Uh-huh. True or false? Chewing gum is banned in Singapore. I think it's not banned, but the sale of chewing gum is banned. Really? Yeah. Well, it says it's banned, right? Google says it's banned. Yeah, yeah, like because you can't sell it, so you don't. No one really chooses it. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The third question. Um, what is a New York landmark that was a gift from France? I feel like you know this. I do. I feel like you should. I feel like everyone knows this. Huh? Wait. Landmark. That was a gift from France. Is it a statue? Where? <laughs> you know this? I do. It's one of the most well known, most iconic statues of New York. Yes. <laughs> Can I get options? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's the Statue of Liberty. Oh! Yeah! yeah. You didn't know that? No! I'm surprised. I'm also, yeah, I'm also shook. I did. Okay, well. Okay, you got the first Singaporean ones right. Okay, yes. now we're moving into music. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you're gonna know this, but I feel like you might. Which borough is the birthplace of hip hop? I think it's. I feel like you would know this. No. So Queens, it's Bronx. Yeah. What? Right. Yeah. Damn. That's where like a lot of like famous rappers like Jay Z and like. I thought like he was from Brooklyn. Okay, maybe I have it wrong, but I know the Bronx is like where hip hop came from. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, this is, I don't know if you're going to know this, but which neighborhood in Manhattan was the center of the punk rock scene? (laughs) Okay, is it the lower side or the upper side? I can't tell you. (laughs) Hell's Kitchen? No, Hell's Kitchen is not punk rock. (laughs) I don't know, in the past it might have been different. Uh, True. 
Okay, wait, lower or upper? <laughs> like, okay, is it below midtown or above midtown? Uh, below, I think. Okay. I'm guessing like Chelsea. No, close. West Village. Oh, wait, not close to Chelsea, my bad. <laughs> I don't know my direction. <laughs> Yeah, I really don't know. Uh, like East Village. East Village? Yeah. But I was surprised. East Village yeah, is so, really like, punk rock vibe. It's so dancey. Yeah. yeah. But I guess like back then in like the 19-whatever, um, that was the center of punk rock. Okay. You didn't give me a time frame. Sorry. Okay, I don't know. Okay, cool. Uh, let me see which one, how many you got right. I think you got like three out of five. Yeah, I think I got all the New York ones. Yeah. No, I think, wait. You got two, two Singapore ones. Um, no, I only got two. Okay, you just moved here. It's fine. That's your excuse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, immigrant. Uh. Uh, okay, cool. Um, so one of the reasons why I asked you to be on my podcast is I love discussing our different thoughts and ideas. And one of the things that I'm really, that I'm really, really interested in is like the cultural differences in Singapore and America. Yeah. Um, and I thought we could start with something that I personally think is really interesting: tipping culture. Yeah. Um, so can you talk about like what tipping culture is like in Singapore? There isn't any. There like, is so sugaring, right? That the restaurant pays a living wage to yeah, employees. Yeah, crazy. I feel like the US is the only place that normalizes tipping. Like shifting the burden of paying, oh. like your workers a fair wage to the consumers. It's like yeah. on top of paying for the food, you have to help pay, pay for your for, work. Yeah, like, like it's so unfair, it? right? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, actually, that makes me wonder, like, how did tipping even start? Like, there's no way, like, you just. Like when the restaurant industry started or whatever, it's like he would just consider like, oh, let me just tip you, right? Like it makes me wonder. Like I think I actually have no idea. I, I should have. Yeah, why didn't I do some research into this? No, it's okay. but I think my guess is like probably, oh, maybe when people are generous in the past, they were like, oh, I want to pay you out of uh, my own yeah. pocket to like Makes extend sense. the gratuity, gra- gratuity, right? Yeah, to you. like to extend the gratuity to yeah. the service staff. Yeah. Is it- is it rainy? No! It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then maybe they just normalize this behavior. I, you know, there's actually like, um, when I was in like college and I was looking for jobs, right? Um, one of my friends worked in the restaurant industry and they actually pay their workers below minimum wage because they know you will get tipped a lot. Really? Was so it like a fine dining the, restaurant? Uh, it was like Korean barbecue. Oh. Yeah. So then like they know that like your wages, you're tipping like tipping amount yeah. will compensate for more than like what your wage would be so instead they'll pay you like below minimum wage which I think is, is like illegal it's like why yeah like why go through all these like different I don't know yeah. just to arrive at the same conclusion yeah. just to just pay a living wage in the first yeah. place so yeah so interesting so what were your thoughts when you first came to like New York yeah or, I don't know if New York was the first city you visited in America but like what were your first thoughts when you first came and you like had to tip someone Actually, New York was my first U.S. country, uh, city. Sorry. Uh-huh. Um, I think I was just like very mind blown because of whatever I just told you. Right? Like, I think anywhere else, there hardly is any tipping culture. Like in yeah. Asia, like yeah, in, in and Europe Asia, too, right? Yeah, you, Europe is like yeah. hardly. I think unless you maybe have like a really huge party or something, or like mm-hmm. you order a lot of food and then maybe okay. it's like a ten percent. But even there, it's like ten percent, right? It's yeah. not like. 20% nowadays yeah, it's just like really crazy. I feel like 20 yeah. is like the minimum and I'm like even then I'm like it's, it's like you click on custom and then you just feel like a little miser yeah. like, 
is curious and like explores, right? Like yeah. So even if like a lot of the guys that I used to meet, or maybe it's a, maybe it's my problem right? that somehow I just like, keep on just, yeah, I just keep on finding all these people who just are like kind of boring, but. There's just a lot of the people I meet, like if you ask them, oh, what are like your favorite movies and then, like a TV series, and they're like, oh, The Office, and I'm like, ugh. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, or like they don't seem to explore like a lot of other forms of art. I think it's one thing if you have never experienced it, but it's another thing to not be curious about it. So I can like, yeah. it's like, maybe if you have never experienced it, I can show you, but if you're not interested, then like, it's very hard to work with, right? So I feel like in general, people in Singapore just aren't that curious. Oh, yeah. So why do you think that is? Because it's so safe, like, and so it's almost like you have a formula to leading a very contented life, and all you have to do is just follow the script. So you aren't really venturing out on your own. Yeah, and and I think our education system. In a way, just kind of like cues our creativity. Oh. Like even when we answer like open-ended questions, right? There's like a formula. There's like a structure that we have to follow. Even when you're like write, writing essays. What? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And like, or like, I don't know. Like, just isn't much room for us to grow creatively, especially in the arts. Yeah. Like, growing up, my dad would always be like, "My toy wanted to do music because I was." I wanted to go to music school. Yeah. And then my dad was like, oh, you're not even that good. And then he was like, oh, but if you do music, what are you going to do in the future, right? So that kind of mindset. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, because I'm not good enough, so maybe you shouldn't try because oh. you don't want to risk failing. And being, yeah. So you know how you said there was like, there was like a formula to like a successful life, right? Yeah. It kind of like reminds me of like how like Asian American immigrant parents here they're like oh become a doctor become a lawyer yeah. or whatever right do so you feel like it's like the same I guess yeah. kind of concept yeah so like growing up we had a science stream and an art stream right so um the science stream of people who you know do like physics chemistry biology math and then you have a whole bunch of people who go into the humanities slash art stream where they pursue more mm. like like linguistics or like yeah. literature and even then in in my high school, there were out of twenty-four classes, there were only three arts classes. Day. Yeah, like everyone wanted to do the science route. Yeah. And it wasn't balanced at all. So, and even if it's balanced, uh, I mean, even those who are in the art stream, I don't think like there was a lot for them to grow. Yeah, because there's why not enough like resources yeah. or something, right? Or rather, they choose to delegate resources into other aspects. Yeah. So you don't see too many creatives, but I feel like that's changing nowadays, which is great. Like people venturing yeah. out to do their own stuff, which is something that's very heartwarming. Yeah. But com- we can never like compare it to a society like the US, right? Where literally everywhere you turn around, yeah, there, there's some like pushing r- 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 indie hipster. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so true. <laughs> yeah. So that's something that I appreciate a lot here. Like yeah. people explore because there's so much to explore. Yeah. But back home in Singapore, like definitely isn't much to explore. Even thinking about like oh, which bands come to Singapore like. <laughs> yeah, Backstreet Boys, maybe Celine Dion. <laughs> Wait, I love Backstreet Boys. So. Yeah, sure. that's why I don't think a lot of people know a lot of stuff. Oh. Like just by the kind of things we consume. Mm. So that's kind of different. It's so interesting because I actually was reading when I was googling the trivia questions. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I was reading how like um, Singapore they deem themselves as a meritocracy, 
which is basically like you invest in the individual, right? And uh, I guess it's so interesting to hear that you feel like people aren't very individualistic. They kind of like follow the trend, follow the group. Yeah. I mean, because feel meritocracy is like rewarding people who excel in us. Uh, right? Yeah, like, true. But if you think about it, for a society to be this meritocratic, meritocratic like what are you judging them yeah, on? Right? So true. it's a lot of it's kind of like scholastic excellence. Ah, uh, yeah. And what's the easiest way to score well, right? Like true or sciences yeah. where everything's like black or white, like right yeah. or wrong, right? Yeah, um, true. Whereas I think a lot of Asians just don't, at least in Singapore, like they don't want to take risk, mm. which is why they don't like to venture into arts. So it's really like ambiguous, right? There's like no right or wrong. It's so interesting because I feel like from the way that you describe Singapore, like everyone. It's pretty comfortable in terms of like, yeah, you know, like money and like just life in general. It's yeah. pretty comfortable. So it's like, why wouldn't you want to take a risk if like you come from like a pretty okay family? If you know you have that security net, that's when you should be taking risks. No, but because you have so much security and stability, you know how. Oh, uh, it's like you don't want to. You don't want to yeah. jeopardize it, right? Because yeah. it, it might seem like, oh, it's not a lot to give up, but actually it is a lot to give up on, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, and if you feel, I think the worst thing about it is like if you feel people because it's so small, right? Singapore, like everyone would know, and there's an element of shame as well. Yeah, I think which is True. why people don't are so like against taking risks. Yeah, I think yeah, shame. Yeah, it's true. It's a huge. I feel like in shame Asia. is real. Yeah, yeah. and like just I feel like in Asian culture in general, it's just like shame is huge. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like even people are like, oh, like you don't want to shame your family, so it's like don't do like whatever right yeah and i think yeah. the worst thing like, shame upon yourself is like the yeah. yeah i don't know i guess that's the good thing about america is like nobody cares yeah you can just <laughs> like leave and go to another place and start yeah. fresh yeah that's true that's what i did basically <laughs> 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 christina i don't know that's a real is name. that my name <laughs> my government name <laughs> um where were we where was i going with this cultural differences Oh yeah, and then, like, relationships, like, relationships right? too. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of the guys are also like not gonna lie, like kind of simpy. Simpy? Do you not like simpy guys? Like, there's a silent majority of men who's just like very happy to have a girlfriend, right? Because I, I don't know where this sense of like you know, like low self esteem or like low self confidence came like comes from. But a lot of them feel like, oh, I like I have a girlfriend and. She's the most amazing thing that like happened to me. So because of that, they kind of like give into every desire of theirs. Like I've seen many couples where it's like, oh, the the boyfriend's like, oh, my girlfriend's angry, and I have to like go comfort her. Mm-hmm. And she's like angry at me. I have to go like, yeah. yeah, like make it up to her. Yeah. So you so, feel like the guys in Singapore they have to. I don't want to say like bend to like what's that phrase where it's like bend to like their bend over backwards yeah I guess yeah, bend yeah. over backwards for like their girlfriends because they're like I guess so insecure about themselves not not insecure like, but like low self esteem yeah, unless you have yeah, a girlfriend yeah. so you feel like relationships romantic relationships are really like I guess put on a pedestal in Singapore kind of yeah at least that's how it looks like when I was like growing up right yeah some guys just really would do anything for their partner to the point where it's just like they just love their partner so much yeah. that they're willing to do like anything. Yeah. Maybe even the partner has like done them wrong, right? And they still like forgive. So how do you feel like that that affects the relationship dynamic? 
So then, in the, and then what you have is like a bunch of girls who get who become very entitled, right? Mm. Or they want to be chased, or they have like a warped sense of how romance should look like. Okay, maybe like I'm not saying. I just feel like to me it's warped. It's <laughs> a norm, probably. Hedging, hedging my statements. Um, and I feel like that is, that's not how it should be. Like, girls suddenly, they're like, oh, you know, I want to be chased, I want to be pursued, I want to feel wanted. But do they do anything for the men? You know, like, it doesn't really feel very equal to me. Yeah. Becomes kind of like unhealthy. I feel. Do you feel like that's yeah. affected by like the media though? Oh yeah, for sure. Like yeah, because I feel like girls like are like that here too. But it's just like the men are less bending backwards for us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like media played a big part. Like growing up, all my friends talked about was like, how I met your mother. You know, friends. Like they kind of like romanticize all these relationships. Yeah. And kind of like ingrained in us how like relationships should be. Yeah. Or what romance should. Feel like yeah to the point where when you get something that's more stable or like more calm and then everyone's like no this I don't I don't want this yeah I want the man who maybe like gaslights me yeah. <laughs> makes me feel confused like the whole concept of like gender roles right yeah. like what should the man do in a relationship what should the woman do in a relationship mm-hmm. uh, and then men and then I think there's also like the whole, whole concept of, like chivalry mm. yeah. To me, it's just respect, right, to one another. Yeah. Like I'm just so shook. Okay, when you first told me you did not like the idea of chivalry, I was like, what? <laughs> you like, I'm just so shook. Like, no, because okay, why yeah. is it one? Di- why is it one directional? No, right? but like chivalry. Okay, we've talked about this, right? Words can. I mean, it. it most of the time, it means one thing, but it can go both ways. Like, like a girl can yeah. be chivalrous to a guy. Uh-huh. Right, so why do you hate the idea of chivalry? I don't, is it because the way that it's being used is always used on a man. You hardly hear it being used on a woman, or rather, even I think if we had to search it up on dictionary right now, I'm pretty sure it's talking about a man rather than a woman. Let's so? do it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I swear, I think I googled this before. I might also be very wrong. <laughs> okay, so chivalrous, it's an adjective, right? Courteous and gallant, especially towards women. And especially, but it's not always. And it's a medieval... So chivalry <laughs> now is a medieval knightly system. Okay, so it stems <laughs> from men. <laughs> but it doesn't always, like you said, it doesn't always have to be like, you know, men doing it for women. It yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then you have a... Then maybe the better term is just respect, right? And being, yeah, you're just respectful towards each other. Mm. Like you care for each other, right? Yeah. That's yeah. True. So why use an antiquated term with? with I mean, but then you can emotions. use that term and redefine it in yeah, modern, sure. yeah, modern ways. Yeah, like I hold the door open for Luke. <laughs> How does he feel about and that? Slap his ass off. <laughs> Idea of like chivalry and the notion of it just makes I don't know, I just don't like the sense of entitlement that some women seem to mm. have, right? And then a lot of times, you, if you think about it, it's always about I think media always fixate on like, oh, what can the men offer? What can the men bring to the yeah. table? But when, how often do we ask ourselves as women, like, what can we bring to the relationship? Yeah, you know, you know what? Recently, I've actually been asking myself that a lot. Yeah, I'm like, I told you about how like that guy interviewed me, and I was like, I'm an eight point five, and he was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, crickets. <laughs> I was like, 
do you bring to people? And then like I was thinking about, I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, caring or all the like regular like adjective adjectives, right? And I'm like, yeah. But I feel like that's like the bare minimum. Yeah. Right. So it's like I guess it's hard when society doesn't not like train, but the society doesn't like normalize the girl bringing something to the table. Yeah, I think a lot of times maybe that makes some women feel insecure, right? Because. They feel like maybe they don't bring anything to the table. That's why they want men to continuously show them yeah. affirmation and affection, yeah. right? Um, but I think when you think about the question, what do we bring to the table? It's not about. I feel like when I first asked myself to that uh, that question, like I think a deeper question I was trying to ask is like, who am I, right? Like, yeah, exactly. like what? Who am I without without a man? Without a man, yeah, right? Like, and. After my first relationship, and I realized I was nothing. <laughs> I broke up, and oh I was God. like, "I have all this free time," <laughs> and I was like, "Who am I? I like, what are my hobbies? <laughs> my my boyfriend? <laughs> oh my God!" And I was like, "No, I can't be this." Yeah. Yeah. So I think like when you start investing in yourself, you build character, you build opinions, you have perspectives, you have your own yeah. taste. Yeah. You're like your. You become person. your own person. Yeah, yeah, and that's what you bring to the table, yeah, right? Like just true. your complete mm, self. Like, that's true. and I feel like, I think to maybe some people might not think much of it, but honestly, I think that's a lot. Yeah, because yeah. not a lot of people actually are very you know have any hobbies or like yeah. have any like interests. Yeah, outside of like what's pop culture, I guess I don't know. You mentioned about how like women are always. Enti- or who become entitled in relationships and stuff? Um, is that like your idea of like toxic feminism? Because I know you brought this topic up once. And if it's not your yeah. idea of toxic feminism, what is your definition of toxic feminism? I think it's when women are not being honest with one another. What do you mean? Please explain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, be honest with me. Like, stay clean. Uh-huh. Pop off. <laughs> like, but like when a man like does something, maybe like kind of shady and they're like oh you deserve better so you're saying like even though they don't deserve better your friend is like no you deserve better yeah or like they hype you up despite knowing maybe you don't have that much to offer you know what I mean it's like like, I mean I feel like like that's just what a friend should do it's like fake it till you make it right your friend should hype you up until you but if someone's really deluded you're just making them even more deluded is a way to go Although I just read this quote somewhere, Dililu is the Solulu. Yeah, I'm so cute. <laughs> That's my new. I'm gonna get it tattooed on me. Dililu is, is the Solulu. <laughs> no, but I feel like we sh- we should be honest with one another, right? I feel like so much of the time, like media already portray women as like people who don't even have their own personality. Like literally, like if you think about all the popular TV series or like movies. Yeah. How often do they actually talk about a woman's life without a man, right? Without, yeah, or like a woman with her own struggles outside of men, or like her own building her own character, her own interests. Like not much, right? Yeah. Growing up, so part of it is because like the the genre of these shows is typically like romance or like finding love, looking for the one. But even then, I feel like there just aren't much. That's even if there is out there. It's not true. Yeah, there's like not a lot. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot. yeah. that's true. I guess and we we do need more like media portrayal of women's lives. Yeah, I just feel like it's toxic when maybe a girl is just focusing too much on her love life, and then she's mm. always complaining why 
why do men lose interest in me so quickly or like why do patterns keep on happening yeah obviously something's wrong and <laughs> but then you just continue to hype them up you know what I mean? Like, so you think like toxic feminism is, I guess, like being a bad friend? I guess so, yeah. In a way, being a bad friend because yeah. you're not being honest with your friend, right? Yeah. You're just hyping them up and not, but not actually, actually not like, like constructive hype. Yeah, not constructive hype. <laughs> it's constructive. like you kind of sung, but I know it can be better. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you need to be talking yeah, about. Like, I, you, I know you can be better, yeah. but you kind of suck right now. Yeah. <laughs> But you don't really hear this, yeah. Yeah. yeah, your friends. Yeah, that's true. Especially in a girl gang. Yeah. No, I feel like honestly, you think like girl gangs do that. No, I feel like if you're like a true, I guess okay, it depends on like your level of self awareness, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? There are some people who are just like, some people who are just so surface level. There's no way they, they truly believe the hype that they're giving to their friend. Yeah. Right. And then there's some people like it depends on your level of self awareness. If you're self aware enough and you've done the work yourself you see it in someone else if you want to be a good friend i think you would say those things to your yeah. friend right i feel like your friend would nudge them in that direction yeah. to ask them to look within themselves yeah but then i think that also comes back to yourself though right if let's say like, i'm not super self-aware about like toxic behaviors i'm not gonna notice that in you right yeah so then it's like i guess it goes back to being like an individual becoming an individual becoming your own person and yeah the work always starts with you before you can be a good friend to someone else. Yeah, for sure. I was not expecting that as your definition of toxic feminism. I thought like... Oh, like, well, I said, like, those are double standards, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think hypocrisy is like the biggest ache for me as well. Yeah. Especially when they're like, oh, gender equality. Like, I'm my own... I am my own woman. I'm my own person. Yeah. But then they also have all these like really weird standards like, oh, men should do this, men should do yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, That's exactly what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, they expect so much from men, but they don't expect the same from themselves. Yeah. So it's like, where is all this coming yeah, from? Yeah. So it's right? still like a yeah. double standard because, like, the even like the definition of feminism is equality with the sexes, right? Yeah, but then, yeah. like, at the same time, you're still like, no, like I still expect you to like open the door for me. You know. Yeah. Then it's like, like pay the bill. Like yeah. The first ten dates or twenty yeah. dates. <laughs> it's just where do all these standards come from? Yeah. Do they? think about where they come from do they set these standards for themselves like I think it's definitely about like definitely the media yeah Yeah. Yeah. I think like I I think like nowadays with like there has been like a change in media not too great of a change in terms of like gender like standards but still like I feel like it's slowly uh, very slowly getting there I think culture takes some time to change but I feel like especially it might be a bit difficult for us because we grew up in times where things just change so drastically and so quickly, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So even though you have like very progressive movements but sometimes you still find like many biases that are just like ingrained in you. Yeah. And it's very difficult to even yeah. overcome them. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard because like we grew up in the, the age of like where internet just started. And yeah. like so like while like at least for me, I'm like what two years older than you. When I was young it was still like very traditional. Yeah, right? exactly. And then like as soon as like the internet hit, it's like Oh, you learn about all of this stuff and it's like so rapid and so fast and it's yeah. like I do have like traditionalness ingrained in me, but yeah. it's also like like I want to be like like modern, but at yeah. the same time I want the traditional stuff. Yeah, because that's what you're comfortable and yeah. familiar with, right? And yeah. I, I was also like struggling with this thing about it. Like you know that in theory this it makes sense. Yes. But then when you have to actually practice it and then you just find so much like inertia, you find yeah. so much like pullback, you're just like, I, I, I feel like I can't, right? Yeah. Like for example, like this is something I'm still like trying to work through as well. Like this bias of like a man should like provide. I mean, I think ultimately I just, 
I still want to be taken care of, right? Mm-hmm. But it's how do I reconcile these differences this, in my mind, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean that if I'm being taken care of, I'm less. No. I mean, but, I don't think so, but... But I think in my if, mind, I'm just so feel used like that? to feel like if I'm being taken care of, I'm kind of less than my partner. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a very yeah. weird dynamic and... Yeah. And... <clears throat> And dating, like, dating up, like, what does that mean, right? Like, dating up to me, like, the measure of what up is, is, like, how much I'm making relative to me. Like, yeah. I feel like I can't... But I think that's, like, a cultural yeah. thing. Because, like, personally, for me, like, I don't feel like if... If you make less than me, I don't feel like I'm dating down, you know? Mm. But, obviously, you have to make it up in, like, other aspects. Yeah. But, like, I think the most important is, like, if I enjoy your company, yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. You know? So, I think yeah. it's a very cultural thing, because I feel like maybe I'm in American culture... I mean, money still means a lot. We are, like, a very capitalist country. <laughs> but it probably means less than, like, it would in Singapore where, like, yeah. everyone is, like, well off, right? Yeah. Then it's, like, then if you marry someone that's less money than you, then, of course, it, it kind of, you feel the difference. It's not really. I think for me, I know this is wrong in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I really, but it's just, like, I just didn't realize how ingrained in me. And only, like, a few weeks ago, like, when I was thinking about this, innately, I measure one's worth to how much they make and I know this is wrong but when I think about dating up or down I think about how much a person makes relative to me and I equate that to like their sense of ambition their drive um, their ability and I know that it's wrong I mean like to some point it's kind of right right you have to have some kind of ambition kind of like drive to make whatever money that you're making right Yeah. and like you have to be more driven if you want to make more so but I think it's, it's a little bit right, but at the same time, I know yeah. it's not like always, it's not like correlated. Yeah, it's not correlated at all because to some people, it's more about purpose, right? Yeah. So they can be very driven, they can be very ambitious, but for different reasons. Yeah. Right? It's like, really hate this part of my own thinking. Yeah. Because I feel like subconsciously, that's how I view myself as well. Maybe you need to do some like exposure therapy. Date some people that make less than you. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. That one is up and down to you. For like, what me, does it up mean and down. To date up or like date down? I think for me, it's a lot about ambition, right? For me, I have to date someone who wants something more. Um, it doesn't matter if it makes you money or not. Not just want something more, but also have like different interests. Like I think you have to be a multifaceted human being for me to feel like I'm dating up, right? Like. If you're like if you have, opens up your worldview. Yeah, if like you yeah. have no interest and like you're just like you have no interest, no ambition, that feels like dating down to me. Even you can be like the richest person. Yeah. And like you're like trust fund baby or whatever. But yeah. like even if you have no interest on like doing things in life, yeah. That feels like a huge like dating down for yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. So I think for me it's more like those aspects and not like money. Yeah. Because I don't really care because like I can take care of myself. You know? Yeah. So it's like yeah. That's what I feel yeah. about dating up and down. Also looks. But I think mean, I'm just a very superficial person. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like looks is like the last thing on my mind. Uh, I, I think I don't know how you can do that. I just like can't kiss someone that's not cute in my eyes. I think I just need someone with really like a really nice smile. True. Yeah, I smiles are really important. Yeah, that's what I care about actually. How does a smile look nice to you if it's not on a cute person? <laughs> The I thing is, it has to no, add the thing, up. If you think about it, right? Someone with a nice smile will always look great. Have you seen an ugly person with a nice smile? Have you seen someone smile, a ni- someone with a nice smile, and go like, "Oh my gosh, I got an ugly like never, right?" So okay, I, I like, guess it's true. <laughs> so I feel like if no. someone has a nice smile, 
they're at some level they're kind of good looking. Okay, yeah. okay, fine. Maybe their resting face isn't good looking. <laughs> the smile all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess that's what, also what you want in a partner too. Someone that's always smiling and happy yeah, and not like someone sure. that's like sad and down in the dumps or whatever. Um, okay. Those were all the topics I had. Did you have anything you wanted to add? Uh, not really. Okay. I think I've bitten a lot. Huh? Yeah, like mosquitoes. Oh yeah, same. I'm so many bug bites on my leg. Don't say Okay, so for, I do have a couple questions for my outro. I like to ask my guests, one, what is the best advice you've ever received that you kind of implement like, in like almost daily life? I think the one that always resonated with me was, there was this like, janky ass Instagram post from like live like, laugh love <laughs> like so long ago but basically the quote went if you don't like where you are move you're mm, not a tree yeah I've also seen that it's really good it's really good <laughs> I think that's the one that I always think about when I start feeling stuck yeah like mentally that's true. or like yeah, yeah you just, can always just like get up and like I've actually yeah. been watching a lot of YouTube videos about this a lot of people for some reason have been posting like the craziest, like the, the most amazing thing about like being a human being in today's time is that you can choose to do and be whoever and whatever you want. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Especially over here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good advice. Yeah. Okay, second question. What is the worst advice you've ever received? Slay. <laughs> that's not Stop advice. <laughs> that's not the advice. worst advice? Yeah. The worst advice is probably like suck, sucking up, like sucking it up, you know? Mm for the sake of it. Basically, people asking you to settle because you are contented. I think you just like to move. Yeah, yeah, yeah same. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's good advice. Yeah. Or good advice to not take, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, and then the last question. I don't know if you've ever read the book uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So, no. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Okay, so in the book, there's an exercise where an exercise that teaches you how to think about your life moving forward, right? And the exercise is Think about being on your deathbed. Yeah. And think about the eulogy that someone is saying about you. What do you want them to say about you? And basically the point of this is to see like, it's for you to think about like how you want to live your life. And so I asking you, what do you want someone to say about you in your eulogy? Oh my gosh, I'm actually very curious to hear about your answer too. Um, I, I haven't thought about this in a long time, so I, I don't <laughs> really have an answer. I think the first thing that popped into my mind was that I brought joy to people's lives. Mm-hmm. You bring joy to my life. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that I make people happy. That I push them to be a better version of themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, just a positive energy, you know? Yeah, and someone that they could rely on. Mm-hmm. I think those are things that matter to me. That's so yeah. interesting. Okay, so another topic that I like to think about is how in Asian cultures it's all about community but in American culture it's like very individualistic right yeah so my answer to this is very inwards oh like, you know how yours is like oh it's how I affect other people yeah for me it's literally like how I live my life like, I want really? people to say like she was adventurous she yeah. was caring she was daring like those <laughs> are like things that I want people to say about yeah. me like people I want people to be like inspired by how I live my life yeah well I guess that's kind of like outwards yeah I think majority of it is more like it's kind of like how you experience your life yeah, rather yeah. than like how you're affecting other people's lives yeah yeah so very interesting it is so different I know <laughs> oh, seriously I love talking to you um, okay well I think that is it uh, any last words anything you want to plug 
No, not no. much. Yeah, not your just, radio show. Somebody, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Tuesdays, five p.m. <laughs> so far away, on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes. All right. Thank yeah, you so much you. for being on this podcast. Yay! I'm not doing, oh, so many bug biting.